Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast on Friday the 3rd of November. Um, this is your uh, Rabble phone-in, um, so the phone lines will be open shortly for you to get your calls in on everything and anything Rangers. We've all obviously got the Dundee United win to discuss, we've got a semi-final coming up um, against Hearts on Sunday, we'll discuss that. Um Stuff to do with pyro, we'll discuss that and all. Why not? Um, and of course, the most important thing, like I say, it's your phone calls 0141 7237. The phone lines are open now, so please do get your calls in. Um, I am joined tonight by Frankie Boyle. How you doing, Frankie? <laughs> Talking nonsense, Martin. <laughs> nearly as bad as your joke before we started. Oh, my jokes I'm are brilliant. Right. don't just don't say any. I'm all right, man. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, James as well. James, how you doing, mate? I'm fine, mate. Yourself? I'm all right. I've got uh, nothing in the memory bank to slag you with, so I'll, I'll think of something later on. Um, but yeah, you won't do, mate. No doubt. I'm not going to lie to you, folks watching. I don't know if you can tell by my eyes, but I am extremely tired. Um, not long in for work. Um, I'm absolutely knackered. I'm getting. Um, I'm, did, I, did I say Dundee United at the start of this? Because I'm getting shouted at half my producer. Did any of you notice? No, you're just sitting there blank faced. I'm, I'm all right. I didn't say uh, we beat Dundee, no Dundee United. In case I said Dundee United, I apologize. Um, so yeah, get your calls in now 01416287237, and we'll get this show on the road. This is the final, final. Friday night phone in the phone ins will be cut down to once a week and it'll be on a Monday evening at half past seven. Um, and your Friday will just become a, a regular podcast. Um, again, we are sponsored by NordVPN as well. Um, 
in the description of this video, um, you'll get 63% off of a two-year subscription with NordVPN if you use a link in the description. And it also helps support the channel. Um, Kerr, I have titled this phone-in Clement's five-star review. Um, just before we come to the game against Dundee, and before we come, obviously, to preview hearts, etc., etc., um, it's been a, a, a more than impressive start from the manager. It has been, Martin. He's like he said, he's taking each game as it comes. He's not been long in the door, but you see small differences, don't you, with the players? A bit more desire coming for some of them. He's kind of trying to weed out the ones who are feigning injury, as we would say, but the ones who want to play basically and ones who don't want to play through injury. And you can see he's looking for a wee bit, he's getting a wee bit more respect for the players. I think you can see some of them are working harder under him. And listen, he knows he can't chuck him under a bus at the moment because he's not got anybody else to choose from. And he's trying to get as much out of him before he can eventually make his own decisions about who stays and who goes. But listen, I agree with him. Every game is it like, just take a game at a time. No point looking ahead. When you look ahead, we end up disappointed. So we just take it a game at a time. Yeah, and James, this seems to be something that for some reason we all jump on. I'm guilty of it as well. Um, but but Graham's saying Clement's pressers are outstanding. Um I think I've asked this before, but I'll ask you anyway. Do, do we read too much into the way that managers interact in press conferences, or is it is it pretty much a sign of their personality? For me, mate, I think it's a sign of their personality. I think Clement's got a touch of the Walter Smith's about him, mate, in press conferences. He carries himself with dignity. Um, he's very quick at shutting the press down as well. Um, a couple of days ago, I seen him obviously try to get more information out of us. And he, was, he just wasn't for uh, forthcoming with it. And it was great to see a manager just speaking with dignity. He's got, and for me as well, he's got that aura about him. That I think that as soon as he walks into a dressing room, everybody just shuts up, mate, and listens to him. Um, I've been very impressed with him. I wasn't want to be, as I've also been stung before with managers that are good at talking in the press and stuff like that. But for me, I think he's he's got a touch of the Walter Smiths about him, mate, where he's got a bit of, bit of clout, I would say. What's been the biggest difference in care um, since the managers the managers came in? Because you said there, you know, you've you've seen a bit of a difference in the players, and we'll we'll discuss a couple. Um, John Lundstrom probably being the main one, um, I would say. Yeah. Um, but but what's what, what's been the what's the biggest change that that the managers made? I just think he's organised them better. I think the players have been told they've got certain jobs to do in the park and they're doing it or they're trying to do it. I think under the under Michael Beale, they look lost at times. This Ranger side at the moment are playing okay. I'm not saying we're going to win every game coming up and we're going to win everything this season because a big, there's big challenges ahead. But since he's come in, the desire's been different as well, Martin. You can see that. I mean, we've not been great every game since he's come in. We've been I mean, against Hearts. We were poor, but we won. But the desire was there to get the win. We could have chucked it, like we might have maybe done a few months back. But just the players are trying to play as a unit. They're, playing, they're fighting for each other, you can see more. And they're helping each other when they're making mistakes. And under the previous manager, I didn't see that there. The heads went down very quickly. They were hiding at times. But under, come on, they're not, they're not doing that. I don't know if they're maybe playing for their futures as well because they don't know come January, come the summer, are some of them still going to be here because some are out of contract, some are on long contracts, but that doesn't mean they're going to stay either. 
So they're playing for their own futures as well. But like I said, Michael Beale came in, he won a good runner for him. And look what happened there. So we're just taking it a game at a time. But at this moment in time, it's looking good. But I don't want to look too far ahead, Martin, because we've, we've got our fingers burnt before. No, listen, I'm exactly the same as you. Keep, no, we're going to win everything. We're going to win absolutely everything. <laughs> the cup's in the bag. We're catching them in the league. We'll overtake them by January. We'll be 10. No, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. And I think just, just sometimes, and I mentioned this on, on the reaction, James, when you have a game like like Dundee, where you, you don't just win. You, you win the way that we used to win when we went to these teams. You know, we were in control, but... But not only were we in complete control, we made a lot of chances count. This the scoreline didn't flatter us at five nil. Um, it was just an, an all round team performance, and I can't remember who else said it, but you were sitting there watching it, going, "Yeah, it was only one nil at half time, but you knew we were going to come out and score more goals and win that game extremely comfortably." And and when was the last time as supporters that we could actually sit here and say that? I know it's been a it's been a long time coming, mate. And for me, I think as well, we should have. Had... Even eight or nine, nothing wouldn't have flattered us, um, as far as I'm concerned. Because if Danilo takes his chances, that's he could have had four himself. Um, but we just looked as if, as Kerr was saying, we look as if we're playing as a team now, and everybody wants to be playing. And that's for me, um, is the biggest difference. You see players that are getting that extra 10 15 percent, but they weren't under bill. Um, again, it's as Kerr says, it might be the fact is that they are you know they're playing for their future, uh, their futures or whatever. Um, but for me, it's the biggest thing, mate, um, is we're killing teams off. Well, obviously, that's the start of it, um, killing the teams off. But for me, I know, mate, we're playing at NFL 90 minutes now and we're gone until the final whistle. You know, when another team does it, it's, oh, it's a great battle and performance. But with me, day, it's all we were lucky and the refs were helping us out. And it's the big bad Rangers fans again are all singing their bad songs again. It's just funny how that, mate, how when Rangers start killing teams off again, it's... The big bad Rangers fans are singing bad songs again. It's not just uh, it's not just songs that they're complaining about, and we're going to come to that in two seconds. But I want to get this question in, um, Kerr. When it when asked, you know, for you, what, what's the biggest difference? What's the biggest change that you see in the comments? <clears throat> the the most consistent answer that I'm seeing is effort and desire. Um, I'm trying to. It's it scrolled down that much that I can't find the rest of the comments, but like attitude and passion from the players, um, that's what I'm seeing the most of, right? Which which is fair. It's it's fine. It, it's a valid point. Do we have to look at the players a wee bit then and go, I, you know what, Bill got so much wrong, right? He did, and he's left the club in a bit of a state. But it's the same group of players, and we're seeing a, a far different kind of performance level from them. That can't just be all down to tactics and, and a new manager coming in. Do we have to look at some of these players and go, well, wait a minute, why were you so poor? We do, Martin, and it's the possibility of himself. The manager's, like I say, he's looking at him and thinking, there's ones who have turned, that maybe turned the corner a bit since I've come in, but I know for past experiences, they've maybe chucked the last couple of managers under the bus, be underperforming and not really bored about it. So, He'll be looking at them closely, but it's what they do between now and, like I say, when Clement can start spending money or making a difference or bringing in his own players or whatever. But the players have to look at themselves because, you know yourself, a few poor results, the managers always get the blame and end up the fans got on the manager's back. The players stay. But some of these players, they've done it with Gio, they've done it with Michael Beale, they've performed inconsistently 
on and off switch. It was basically with some of them. And you can't constantly do that throughout your career. You have to, I know James was on about it, but you have to give a same performance levels every game. You might not play well every game, but if you can get, if you see you're playing with desire and playing with heart and effort, it's effort. If you fancy playing with effort, even if you're having a poor game, you see you're trying, it's when you're not giving a toss. That's when everybody starts to get unhappy and that's why the, the fans did turn them back because they thought, not just the manager, but the players were lacking effort. But since Clements came in, the efforts come back, the, the desires come back. But it doesn't mean I'll stay with some of these guys because they've got previous are doing it under the last couple of managers way. Switching off, so it's getting them to switch on constantly. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly the point, actually, that Gallant's um, making here, James. Um, I still think this will eventually plateau under Clement to French words. I like that. Um, and he'll need his own signings. Only so much juice you can squeeze from an orange. Um, I, I think that's a fair point. Um, but, I mean, I think the upturn in some of the performances that we've seen, and if we can just single out John Lundstrom, for me, James, and, and I, there's, there's, I, we, we do these podcasts all the time, so there will be footage out there somewhere of me saying, Lundstrom's not a Rangers player. He's not good enough. He's not consistent enough. His passing's terrible. His tracking's terrible. Um, when he's on his game, he's a good player, but by hell, when he's off his game, he's terrible. But you have to give credit where credit's due. And John Lundstrom playing like this is a Rangers player. Right, definitely, mate. And as I said before, we'll give credit when it's due, but we're no slow at obviously turning a new one after him as well. Um, but for me, Clement's that type of player that I think, uh, sorry, manager, that is getting about the players and he's, he's instilling confidence into them. Even when guys are coming off, he's spending maybe 10, 15, 20 seconds speaking to the one that's coming off. Seen it uh, the other night, I can't think of it, I think it was Seema, uh, and he was talking away to him, saying whatever it was. That, um, and that goes, for me, a million miles with a player, saying to him, look, this is why I've maybe taken you off, you won the day, and blah, 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 but look, you still had a good game, yada, yada. So for me, I think Clement's installing a great bit of confidence into these players. And maybe that's all it's took to come in and start saying to them, look, these are good players, or you wouldn't be at Rangers. Um, so for me, I think that's another thing uh, for Clement. Um, and he's obviously, as the guy said, they're squeezing every bit that he can um, out of these players until he can obviously start bringing in his own players. But he's obviously working, working with them anew, and he's got to try and get the best out of them. So. I know. Listen, I, I get that as well. And, and look, for everybody watching, um, what's your thoughts on Clement? How do you feel he's getting on? Um, there's loads of comments coming in, and it's great. Um, but I want to get some calls on 1416287237 um, for your thoughts on the manager. Um, for On Gallant's point as well, um, will it plateau under him with the players that we've currently got here because we've seen evidence of that in the past? Um, who should he bring in in January? What positions do you want to see um, filled in January? Um, striker, central defender, central midfielder. Um, I would say the only place that we, we 100% don't need any new signings is as goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, get your calls. I know one four one six two eight seven two three seven. And of course, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe if you haven't already. Give the show a like. It helps spread the love and follow us on all the usual social channels. Now, care one of the biggest things that always comes out of a positive Rangers performance or a couple in a row, and you can see Rangers starting to build some momentum, is some negativity from the press. Um of course, why not? Um, are we the first club in the history of football to ever use pyrotechnics? 
<laughs> of course not, Martin, but it's the rest of Scotland press, isn't it? Or the Scottish press, as you say. So they always have to find someone to come point about. Listen, the pyrotechnic thing, it's a lot of football teams use it all over Europe, all over the world, but especially over Europe. You see it at all different games in Europe. And when you're watching it on the TV, you're watching it for opposite stands and seeing it, it's fantastic. It's a great display to watch it. But when you're stuck in it and not holding one, you, you can't breathe. You're thinking something comes off him, maybe burn you. I've seen a few people's jackets getting melted away. But listen, it's a younger generation like this because they see it doing it in other stadiums and it's a great display. Older generation like myself, I don't mind watching it, but I'm not the biggest fan. I've been stuck in the middle of it. So it's one of the things I don't, I can take or leave it. But the press are just looking for something. We've seen it on our side of Saturday, they've been a lot of abuse to their fans and they have to try and even it up, Martin, don't they? They can't have it all one way straight. So I'll just try to even it up the, with the ultras, as they say, to see, well, they're the bad guys this week and that's a lot of the bad guys this week. I suppose anything to sell a newspaper, isn't it? Um, Socrates has become a, a member on YouTube. Thank you very much. And of course, if you're watching and you want to become a member and help support the channel, um, you can as well. Um, the jo if you're watching on computer, there should be a join button just below the window. If you're watching on mobile, click the link in the description um, to become a channel member here on the Rangers Rabble. James, normally I'm, a, I'm an old man with stuff like this. I'm a, I'm a Rangers da, as they say, right? Um, I was caught in the middle of the pyro and I think it was the Aberdeen semi-final at Hamden. And don't get me wrong, it gets into your lungs and it chokes you when you're in the middle of it, right? Um, I've no real issue with it, but then you see it on the telly, and by God, that make a shithole of ground look really good. Aye, again, it's I'm, I agree with care. It's no, it doesn't annoy me. It doesn't. It's no something that I would I would hold myself in day. I don't know. I just you'll you'll get folk mate that good and get up in the mornings looking for something to be offended by. And if it's Rangers at the front of it, let's face it, the rest of Scottish football are going to be offended, no matter what we do. A Rangers fan can drop a crisp packet in the street and somebody <laughs> would find that an offence. So for me, it's, do you know what? My team are winning, and that's when I know my team are playing good football and winning is when the press go after us again and every other Tom, Dick and Harry's having a go is bring it on. As the song says, nobody likes us and we don't care. It's, it's just a total hypocrisy because it ha it's happened loads of times in Scotland. But however, um, we have our first call of the evening, David and Cumbernauld. David, welcome to the Rangers Rabble phone in. Uh, thanks for having me on, lad. Not a problem, David. What's your what's your thoughts for the guys tonight? Uh, I've got a few points, uh, if you don't mind. The uh, thing that I've noticed that Clement's doing it seems to be. Try to create different ways to get to the end product, as in the goals. Is we're inventing different scenarios, different chances to try and get the ball in the back of the net, which I think we've needed for a long time. It's normally been one or two ways. We've normally get the the goals and either cross, getting it up the line, crossing it, and hoping somebody gets the end of that, or hitting it up to the big strong guy at the front. He holds the ball up and tries to play somebody else, and we're we're creating different ways to get goals and that's something really great in, in my eyes anyway and it seems to be we're, we're spreading the, the goals about the team as well so you can't always rely on one or two people to get you the goals all the time you need to 
be spreading the, the goals about the team. That way your opposition can of just go, right, I'll mark him because he's the only one that scores, etc, etc. I mean, spot on point. I'll come back to you for your, your, your second point in a wee second, but I'll take that I'll take that to care. Um, Kara, it's definitely something I've noticed that we look far more um, threatening, attackingly. And and like David says, you know, it's it's not just a case of Tav swing the ball in. Um, we are finding different avenues to score goals. No, we were not using the wing as much as we were under Michael Beale or even Gio. We're, when we're passing the ball, it's not, not a lot of it's going across. A lot of it's going forward now. It's John Lundstrom's been got for that in the past, constantly sideways or back. Even he's passing the ball forward. And listen, I know Raskin gets a bit of abuse at times, but I like when he takes a risk with a pass because if you take a risk, sometimes it gets through to his man and you can score off it. So we can't be all there, Raskin there, and Seema does it as well. Listen, we've got a guy up front. Yeah, I know he's missed a few chances that night. He scored one, but he missed a few. But he didn't hide Martin. He was getting any, he was getting any position because he knows the ball's coming through to him because his movement is good. Maybe it's something with good movement. You can play the balls and. We're still going out wide, but we're going through the central. The transition's good. He's just trying different things, so I know it's predictable, basically, because we were quite predictable, Martin, in the past. I mean, people come up to play Rangers, mark their two fullbacks out of the game, you kind of suffocate them. So I know it's predictable as we were, and it's good to see we're trying different stuff. Yeah, 100%, absolutely. Um, David, um, your second point, I was going to take it to James, um, but I'm not going to bother. David, your second point. Uh, I think Lundstrom and Ruth's contracts are up quite soon. Would you renew them or would you move them on? Right. Well, well, funny you should bring that up, David, right? Because, you know, three weeks ago, <laughs> I'd be sitting here saying about John Lundstrom, absolutely no chance, right? But as I am the host, I don't have to answer the question. So, James, um, came our roof. Right, if, if we're being logical, if we're being rational, which can be difficult for us, but if we are, Kmar Roof scores just about every time he plays for us, but only plays two and a half times a year. Um, so I, I, I'm struggling, and I always like to try and make a case for both sides, but I'm struggling to find a, a, a valid reason um, for keeping Roof. No, I agree, mate. It's... I love Wee Roof. I think he's one of the he's probably one of the best strikers at the club, but he's one of these players again, mate. He's no consistent enough and he's no he's no always going to be there um, to play week in and week out for me. So uh, it would be a heavy heart, mate. I would be saying saying to the wee man, look, thanks very much. You done your you done the business um, in fifty five for us, but unfortunately time's caught up with you. Um, maybe it's probably best, mate, he goes and tries somewhere else to try and see if he can get these problems under under control, but for us, mate, I think it's time that we move the man on. Right, now, I did see Scott Kerr vigorously shaking his head from side to side when, when David brought up those two players. Um, John Lundstrom, is he is he making a case, Kerr, for us to maybe go, right, well, if you continue the performances you have, if you can get a, a decent run going, then then yeah, we could, we could maybe look to extending his contract. Nope, not for me, you know. He's just playing games that he should be playing. Just see how you feel. Yeah, just, just see how you feel. I think if you want to move forward as a team and improve, then we can have John Lundstrom on the side. We need somebody better. Borna Barisic, we need to get rid of him as well. And Ruth, we need to get rid of him. That's the three. It should be going. 
Oh, well, I mean, all right. You were a bit harsh there, Kev, for me. But what's your what's your thoughts? I'll turn the question on to you, David. What's your thoughts on it? The thing is, uh, the only thing sticking in the back of my head with Ruth is, is it all his fault? Because Clemence came out and he's like, the players don't even know how to use the cryo, the cryo chamber. And if that's the basic level of fitness recovery that we've got going on in the background, is it, is it all his fault? Is, are we partly, or is the medical part, part department partly responsible for him being out as, mu- as much as he is? Um, but it's whether or not you can find somebody equally as good as him or, or better come January or the summer, whenever it is, we'll move on. My, my heart says no, but my brain says aye. Lundstrom, I think he's been all right the last couple of matches, but I don't see him jumping like, up three or four gears to get to get us to the next level. That's what we need to be thinking about. Are, are these players that are coming to end our contracts, are these players that can get us to the next stage that we need to be gone? And I, I don't think John Lundstrom's that player. As much as he has put in a good wee couple of shifts the last wee while ever since Clemence came in, I don't think he's got that next level to take his over the over the hills, you know what I mean? No, listen, I, I take that. That's a, that's a valid point. Um, David, thank you so, so much for the call. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, make sure that you phone in again. Excellent points um, made. James, even if we got a player with half a roof's ability or three quarters of roof's ability, but he played 30 games a season, he's offering you more than roof. Aye, in game time, mate, but I don't think it's in quality is what we obviously we, we've been scheming out now, and that's that's what we need to start looking at. It's all right getting a squad player in. It's all right getting somebody that will play them, but you need somebody that's going to come in and play the games but bring that extra bit of quality for me. Um, what Roof can do on a park is, is frightening at times. The goal against Celtic for me was one of the ones that he was probably the only guy on the park that could have scored that goal that day when he, when he uses his chest, mate, to, to knock it in. Um, it's his footballing brain. It's just unfortunate, mate, that that injuries are going to play a part with him now, mate. And to actually, to, to go back to David's point as well, um, he's had injury problems throughout his whole career. So I don't think that this is, I don't think this is one that we can point at the medical department care and go, he's not been looked after properly. We, we might have our issues with the medical department and the amount of people that we have out injured. We don't know the circumstances behind why player A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, get my point, are out injured. Um, but Kemal Roof said he's injury issues his whole career. He has, Martin, and that's why he, he played well in the Premiership and then he started getting bad injuries away to Belgium and done the same. Listen, Roof is a player who we all, we all talk about and we all go, but he's done this in the past. This is in the past. This is the future. We can't carry guys. We can't afford to carry guys. And he's one of the guys we carry. I don't care about his ability because he's not he's, he's not in the part to do it. So he needs to be told end of the season. See you later. I'm sorry. But that's the way football's a business. We can't get we can't carry guys 25, 30 grand a week. We could bring in one player, maybe two players for that wage. They might not be good in quality at the moment, but you can make them into better players. So you look at younger guys coming through. We can't carry guys who give you 10 games a season, but we're thinking, I oh, remember two seasons ago, Martin, what you done there. Pointless. Let him go. 
I mean, I think you'll find that Seaball scored an absolutely outstanding goal against Aberdeen that I think people seem to forget. And he also scored a cracker against Chelsea as well. But nobody nobody gave him enough time. He would have came good. He would have definitely came good. Um, Blue Bells are blue, gifted five memberships. Thank you so, so much. Um, Blue Bells are blue. Um, I think that's actually not that's not the first time he's done that. Um, so fantastic support. Thank you very, very much. And Brian, long-time channel member, excellent singer, by the way. Um, and although his height and build might scare you, he's actually a just a big, gentle giant of a man. Um, with a super chat, thank you, Brian. Always, always, always supporting the show. Um, I'm definitely on the Clermont freight train. We're coming good now, long may at last. Now, I've been a wee bit guilty of this, James. I get a wee bit ahead of myself. I'm just desperate for Rangers to do well and go on and win and start winning cups and winning leagues and doing well in Europe, right? It's, it's not not a lot to ask. Um, but it would be remiss of me if I also didn't say, right, calm down. We're all happy with Clement's start. But what we can't do is we can't build it up in our heads to the point where we all lose the plot the minute we drop points or lose a game. Oh, definitely. And I think the guy says it himself. We need to take it a, um, a game at a time. There's no point in saying, right, the next five games, right, we'll go, we'll take a minimum of whatever points and all that. For it. We can't do that. We just need to keep chipping away at the lead um, at the moment. We were seven minutes away from it being three points. Um, they seem to score a, a, a goal um, in the last couple of minutes, and it's you know, as I said before, mate, oh, it's a great battling performance and yada, yada, yada. When it's us, it's a different story. But for me, I think Clement's obviously got the right idea. Don't look too far ahead. Let's just do wee, wee snippets. And he said himself, he can't change everything um, in 10, 15 minutes of being in the building. He just needs to take his time, mate. And and I, and I do think it will come good under him, mate. Once he gets the players in that he needs... Uh, winners in because I think the guy is a winner himself, which makes a change to have a manager that's coming in with a winning attitude that doesn't like getting beat, he hates losing corner kicks and throw ins, um, let alone games. So for me, I think that's a big thing in Offy, uh, bringing in a winner um, as a manager. And I like you say, with the way he talks in his press conferences, and, and I'll bring up a few of their points in a wee second, you could, he is 100%, 100% a winner. Um, it's a phone in, folks. 01416287237. Please get your calls in. Um, it, it makes the show last longer. It makes the show more interesting when we hear your thoughts because they're usually better than ours. Um, so get the calls in. 01416287237. We don't bite. We're no scary. Um, so please do get those calls in. Right, Kerr, just, just quickly going back to the game on Wednesday. Um, I think I mentioned it at the beginning, probably the best all-round performance um, that we've had. And obviously we're not going to go through the game because we've done that on the, on the match reaction. Um, but I want to talk about a couple of players before we go on to uh, talk about Sunday. And the first one I want to talk about is Sam Lammers. Um, what was your thoughts on his overall performance in the game? Um, before he got that goal, and if your answer is going to be what what I think it's going to be, um, how does that look going forward, with Sam? First of all, I just hope the goals gave him that bit of confidence. Uh, I thought that night I've seen him play worse, Martin. I thought that night he was getting involved, he was trying. Nothing was coming off for him. Nothing was coming off for him. But he wasn't hiding like he's done maybe 
at the start of the season. There wasn't hiding. He was getting in positions. He was still going looking for the pass. He was still trying to do stuff. But like I say, nothing was coming off. We all probably were saying he needs to be sub. But then he got a ball and he put he got a ball, took it to his left foot and put it in the back of the net. And you think, is there something really there? And you don't you don't get transferred for big money. To Italy, if you're not, if you're a bad player, and you're thinking maybe there's something there, maybe I'm just hoping he's get a Borna effect, and Borna scored against it, won that free kick, and then I run a games after it. So I don't know, I don't know will I get the time to play. I think it might because injury situation at the moment, but I just don't know. To me, he looks like there's something there. I know Lewis always says there's there's a put in there, and I think he's right to a point, but he's getting out of him because I thought. He hides a bit, but I thought the other night he wasn't. He was trying things. He was linking up well, and he was always going looking for the pass. His was, movement was good. But, like I say, nothing was coming off, and he's got the goal. And I couldn't be more happy for him because he was trying. And I, like I said earlier, at the start, if you see plus trying and give an effort, you're happy with that. It's just sometimes our quality's letting him down. But he's got the goal, and you think, maybe there's something there. And then, obviously, Dessers comes on and scores, and you think, you look outside and think there's a full moon outside because the others come on and scored. But I don't know, maybe Lammers. I mean, I was listening to a pod and a, a pod more ago, and they were saying that his best positions up front. I was a Dutch guy who was talking, saying he's better through his centre, through middle as a striker. So he's no put him there. So maybe as a point of position, it's maybe alien to him to a point where he's still trying to find his feet. I don't know. I think there's something there, but I don't know if he's going to have long enough to. Prove it because I think once Camp Mills back, will he play the two of them or will he only play Todd? I don't know. I mean, look, Camp Campbell plays above everybody in that team, doesn't he? Um, but James, this comment for over a hill, I think just just sums it up perfectly. Five out of ten until the goal, right? Um, but when you have the quality to score a goal like that, right? That means that means that you have quality somewhere inside you. Um, but Kerr mentioned the point. When do we need to start seeing more than, you know, a worldy goal every now and then? Again, mate, for me, it could be the change of manager that comes in and actually starts installing a bit of confidence into the boy and saying to him, look, don't get yourself... Because I think for me, mate, it's a lot of... He might be trying too hard. If, if you know what I mean, when he's trying that, he might try that pass one too many times and it, if it doesn't come off and then he's obviously trying to force the passes and all this kind of stuff. I think obviously with Clement coming in, it just seems to, as if he's got rid of all the players, mate, and gave them this confidence boost and basically says to them, look, these are good football players, so start going out there and start showing it week in and week out. And again, the guy pulls off a goal that I think five minutes before it, he, he tries one of the kind of drag backs and falls in his backside, and then he goes and sticks one in the top corner, and you think, you know, there is a player in there, and I do agree with Lewis that there is something in there. And it's just a case of finding the right position for the boy. Well, there's a point I'm going to bring up in a wee second as to why we maybe should give him a bit more time than what we're giving him. But firstly, we're going to go back to the phones and it is the, the rabble legend himself, Alex. Alex, how are you? I'm very well, ma'am. Thank you very much for asking. Scott, how are you, pal? I'm James. No bad, Alex. No bad. Good right, a couple of points. Number one, I don't know if you can hear what's going on in the background here, but it's like World War Three is going off. I've got explosions. You hear it? You must be able to hear it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it. Right. Now, this is the 3rd of November. I've just turned my dog out there. The poor wee guy's terrified. So listen, what is the big problem with the lovely scenic uh, display we get put on up at Dundee where there was no... Believe, well, correct me if I'm wrong. Was there any explosions attached to that? Because I'll tell no. you what, I'm pretty sure there wasn't it. But see no, now, if the police want to start this, if the police and the Scottish government want to start this shit up about pyrotechnics, I'll tell you something. They want to go on the RSPCA because it's been going on for bloody years now. My wee dog's in here terrified watching this with me. Okay? No harm in pyrotechnics up at Dundee, mate. That was all just that was all just sight, no sound. There's a different when it comes to what's going on out here than now. On the third of November. Pardon me, I thought it was the fifth these things happened, you know? Bullshit, man. Right. Firstly, I think I hundred percent agree with you, Alex, right? And we have we have already mentioned this, um, care, but not as much actually as what Alex went in there in, in terms of um, the, the police as well. It has been made into a storm and a teacup. I think because obviously, I think it was a fire alarm in the main stand or something, or somewhere in the stadium went off and they had to take the players off the part. I think that was the issue. Listen, I'm not sure. I don't know the laws eh, 100%, but the fire techniques, are they into football matches? Are they just a folk team? I mean, I, I don't know. I just only certain ones because I know you can buy ones just for that to use, but other ones you can buy off different sites. They can be, you know, yourself, you can light it, it can block in your hand. So I think yourself, I think it's just more safety. The clubs look at the safety effect. If anything happens, Rangers are going to get punished for it. I don't mind it, like I said earlier, I don't mind it either way, but I'm not going to go me one myself and hold it up there because I'm no a teenager or a, in my early 20s, I'm too old to be doing that stuff. <laughs> Maybe James might do it right enough, but you never know. <laughs> Ah, but, but do you know what, Alex? Let's see if the Scottish government and the, the Scottish mainstream media are up in arms the next time there's pyrotechnics at a ground that doesn't involve Rangers. I will. It's out as led to believe. I had, a, I had a text conversation with somebody that's a fire install, a fire, a fire, what's the word, the alarm installation engineer. This was going back in the week there. He said the reason that the whole uh, Dundee smoke alarm business went off because it was technically smoke. And I came back and I said, well, look look at Borussia Dortmund and the Nord Curve before they start a big European game. I said to him, why, why, why is the smoke alarms no going off there? And why are they not getting caused? But he told me it's something to do with a heat uh, issue that, their alarms are set to trigger if there's too much heat gets to these sensors. Not smoke, heat, right? So you don't get as many smoke without fire. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say after what I'm talking about the new. But uh, it's all wrong because we're not taking we're not taking missiles and explosives to these games. We're just taking flares. You don't get booming candles and deafening sounds off of flares. Maybe maybe if things go the wrong way for us here, we should think about it and just blow up the Scottish government altogether. Now, look. I'm well, no, no, obviously, Alex, obviously, that is your opinion and that is a joke. 
coming from yourself and not in any way associated with the Rangers rabble. But you're right, I'm going to take a big cradle of explosives in a football pitch with me. Oh, as, soon as, you, as soon as you mention it, Winter I was one of the gunpowder guys, by the way. He was fucking... He was, uh, what do you call him? Guy Fox's number one man. My namesake. But anyway, getting away for this firework business, it's really starting to boil the tits off, I must admit. Can we get back to Dundee the other day there and talk about the football? Go for it. I have been rejuvenated by that performance. I think we all have. I'm convinced now that we're going to walk all over hearts because we've got a team that are looking after each other. We're so full of confidence. Dessers and Lammers scoring. Jesus, I had to pinch myself. I thought I was on something stronger than I should have been. Honestly, what a difference that was. We're on the right way. We're on the right march and test video. I'm always on the sauce, mate, okay? So don't worry about that. Anyway, listen, boys. Thank you very much for entertaining me once again tonight. But there's a difference between pyrotechnics and explosives, which I've just held outside my house tonight, okay? So, well, can we leave it at that? This is boring the tits off me, mate. Rangers are on the move. We are on the move, no doubt about it. And that other crowd can worry themselves shitless about it. They've got enough on their plate to do it anyway. <laughs> They're going to have bloody Mozart at their door. <laughs> and that's a different kettle of fish altogether. I would be worried if I was them, um, seriously. Right, yeah. boys, listen. Thanks for entertaining me, as I say. I'll let somebody else get a wee shout at this, okay? <laughs> yeah, Alex, thank you very much for the call, as ever. Um, greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. And he never, ever fails um, to entertain. Does your Alex? Um, I didn't get the last reference because I'm not that intelligent. Um, but but yeah, but yeah, there we go. And but but James on Alex's point about you know the, the Dundee game, I think as as supporters, I think we're all feeling rejuvenated. Yeah, and we're allowed to make, especially what's been served up in the past couple of months under Bill and stuff like that. It's just it's hard not to get upbeat and say, right, start bringing on everybody now, but as the manager keeps saying, let's just come back down to earth now. That's, it's one game out the road. Let's take on Hearts next. Let's get to the first final um, of the season. Let's be the only team for Glasgow that can still do the treble. I just like getting that wee bit in because that annoys them. You know what I mean? Um, and let's just see what happens, mate. And again, get to a final. It gets everybody's confidence up. You get that. League Cup one again. You go again um, in December. And it gives you that wee bush, mate, to go ahead, man, um, for me after January. And obviously then you can start saying, like, let's start bringing that, that mob on. Aye. Just going back to my point, Care, before Alex phoned about, you know, maybe there is a reason why we should possibly give Sam Lammers a little bit more time. We gave Borna Barisic 18 months. Now, I know Borna's not exactly the best example, right? But he eventually came good, and we've seen the quality that Borna could bring to this team. Um, and, and I don't think that, you know, we can't shy away from the fact that we've had a few managers, um, a few man with different, you know, ways of playing and stuff like that. Um, and just for me personally, Kerr, I think we've seen snippets for Sam that shows that he has, he does have quality. Now, whether in the long run he can be consistent enough or even good enough to be a Rangers player, I don't know. But I think we've seen... I don't want to say enough, but we've seen glimpses of quality that we should maybe just sit back and go, hey, let's give a month time with him. 
I agree with you, Martin. I think there's something there in the boy. I think he is technically a very good footballer. I just think sometimes it feels to come out during a match. One of maybe one of these guys who looks great in training, but in a, a real live game, he must in a highs, but he's not as my best confident. So maybe hopefully come on can get the confidence out of more. He can try stuff. Listen, like I said earlier when I was listening to the guy in pod, he said he's always played kind of as a striker. So maybe be early into him, maybe playing a wee bit deeper in the park. But he did put a good ball through to Dessers. He scored a great goal. He tries things. He takes a risk with his passing, which a lot is not coming off for him. And he has missed a few chances as well, Martin. I just seen the last few games. He missed a couple of chances, which got done better with. But there's something there. So while I get the chance, I don't know. Maybe in games away at Celtic and Aberdeen, he might not be the player to play because he might not be as physically, maybe as aggressive. But when I come up against teams who maybe sit, Deep, he likes to play the wee balls between the lines and he likes to do stuff like that. So, maybe that's the game you play him in. But does he deserve a chance up top to the manager? But I think you might get it depending on the injuries at the moment. So, and because Toy's just coming back, I don't know if he'll be playing a full 90 minutes yet. So, and he'll probably start on Sunday, he'll be involved in Sunday and Ham is a big pick. So, hopefully, he continues where he left off the other night. Absolutely, I hope he does. Um, James, uh, in the build-up, right? Obviously, the build-up took a bit longer because you know Rangers weren't at the ground yet. There was loads of stuff going on in Dundee, etc., etc. When we've seen the team team lineups, I questioned why Balogun had been brought back in. Right? Obviously, Davies. I still don't actually know. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, folks. I haven't seen the press conference. Right? Because I'm no long in for work, but I have got it on my other tab on the computer and I will read through it while people are answering, right? So obviously Davies didn't play, so Balogun came in. And I just asked, you know, we could make some changes against Dundee. Why not Leon King, right? Well, James, Leon Balogun made me look like the idiot that I actually am. Um, for a guy who's, you know, had a few games for the, the, the B team, but not any first team football for quite a while, you wouldn't have known. No, you wouldn't have, mate. And I was obviously probably in the same boat as yourself, mate, given it. What, why has he been brought in right out the cold? Um, but, again, he's one of the players, mate, that comes in and never lets you down, as far as I'm concerned. He's always a very steady 7, 8 out of 10 for me. Um, and he's he's run forward, he looked as if it was Paolo Maldini. He ran forward, obviously plays the ball in uh, for our goal. And I think... Um, the booking as well. I think the booking calmed him down. Um, and then after that, he seemed to play an absolute stormer. And I think he's one of the guys that's... He's no he's no scared to go and put his head in, mate. He'll go and win the heaters. He will go and clear things. Um, and he'll just do what he's got today. He'll do his job. He's no a fancy type player, mate, that's going to beat six or seven people and go and smash one in the top corner. Um, but for me, the guy comes in and does a really, really good job for us. He didn't half by the way, and he, and he made me look an idiot. Um, I mean, I mean, care. I know, and look, it was Dundee, right? I'm not, I'm not one of these people who's going to, who's pretending that we were playing against prime Barcelona. We were playing against Dundee, who at the time when we started the game were fifth in the table, hadn't lost at home, I think, since February or something like that. I had a decent home record, um, so they're a, they're a decent, a decent SPFL team. Um, but Balogun's performance surprised me, and maybe it shouldn't have. 
I think Martin just because we've not seen him for a while and he came out of the cold and produced that kind of performance with a lot of he's probably thought we weren't going to get it off him, but Leon never let us down in the past. It's just his age and in his life, he didn't think it was bringing him back with maybe a risk. But if he can stay fit, we know he can stay in panic. He even cover fullback, he done it against Celtic when it played fullback one game. So he can even stay up in at fullback, especially in Europe where Red Van can play and if Bonner's injured. So it's good to have him back because you know what he can do when he plays. He can come up with a goal, he's good on the ball. He's also got, I know he's getting on an age, but he's still got a wee bit of pace, hasn't he, in the back as well? So, listen, it's good to have him fat again. We know he can stay up and he can be reliable and never lets us down. So, it was good to see. Oh, I was on mute. Oh, terrible, terrible. Right, folks, it's a phone in 0141 628 7237. Get your calls in. We're going to talk about the semi final now. I would love to get your thoughts on the semi final. How different will it be? to the game that we really struggled <laughs> for large parts um, against against Hearts. Starting lineup. how will the manager approach it? How important is it? Probably more than normal that we get to a final and we win it this year. We win the first competition available. So it's a massive, massive game on Sunday. Um, so yeah, 01416287237. Get your calls in now. Um, James. Do I need to ask you about Sunday? Because I've just kind of done a promo there for folk to call. Um, but you want to just jump in and talk about Sunday? How important that uh, is? How important that is? How important that is? How important that is? Very, very important, mate, because one, um, it's a chance to get to a final. It's a, a chance that some of these players haven't had a chance to, um, to go and play in a final. And second of all, it's, all, it's always good to shut that manager of theirs up because I cannot... Stand a little cretin. He is a, a horrible, horrible wee boy. Um, and I love the fact was that when we beat them at Ibrooks, he was roaring and greeting. It was brilliant. Uh, so that um, is very, very important, mate, to go out for two reasons and stuff hearts. I mean, yeah, stuffing hearts is always great, care. Um, beating any team for Edinburgh is always great. Um, Winning a, a semi-final to get to a final care is always fantastic. Um, putting yourself in a position to win, you know, the first silverware of the season when you haven't played particularly well. Um, but for me, um, the cherry on top of the icing and top of the cake would be beating that wee rat. I don't have the same feeling as used to as the hatred here, but listen, I can't stand them. I cannot stand it's them. It's always man. good. <laughs> That's poor. Uh, it's always good to get to a final, no matter who we're playing. Listen, we're getting a game with a bit of confidence. We've had a good performance our night. We came back against them last week and we get two late goals and winning. That was like the manager said today through desire. We've done that the other week, so we're giving a bit of confidence. But I think it will be a tougher game than a lot of are expecting. This is their probably their only chance to get to the final this season because they'll be playing poor. And, you know yourself, Martin, everybody ups a game against Rangers, so it's up to us to go out and stop them doing that. But it's a big park. It'll help both teams try to play a bit of football. But I think we will get through. I think we should get through. And I think we'll play players who are more forward-thinking on Sunday and go ahead. And I think Balligan will probably stay on the side, especially if Red Van's playing, just to help out with people peeling off the back here. Davis, how are we going to Red Van? Because Red Van, we know, is about five foot two and 
We know he's not the greatest in the air, but we know if Barry can he's, a, he's about the same height as Robert, Kerr. He's about the same height as Robert. Um, but look, we've got I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think he's that big, is he? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking about Robert here. <laughs> we've got a call right now. Before I bring in Jim, Jim's the kind of guy who, see if I was feeling a bit down, right? Or I just I needed somebody to talk to, or I wanted somebody to read me a bedtime story. Jim's got that voice that just serves you and makes you feel so much better. Jim, welcome to the Rabble Phone and how are you? I'm good tonight, guys. Um, just a few points, but I'm not going to mention who you think I'm going to mention. Um, what I'm looking, thinking about is I was watching the manager's press conference and I'm really, really, I really like the guy, right? I think he's excellent. It reminds me of kind of, and I'm not going to jump the gun here, kind of disciplinary. I like that thing. He's in charge. I'm the boss, and that's what Rangers were badly, badly needed. But anyway, what I was, what was going on about, what I was thinking was the, we're talking about, I'm going back the way you now. She, I would like to see Hadji coming back, right? If it's possible in January, uh, maybe you guys can tell me if it is possible, because I think there's some in Hadji, and I think this manager could make a difference. And my second point is, I think he could also do... I'm actually quite excited about Matondo coming back, believe it or not, because I think this manager has got something in him too and it could make us exciting again. Watching Rangers on Wednesday, I was delighted with what I saw. But, and there's always a but, I still think we're talking about, you're talking about signing players in January. I think we definitely need some pace at the back again, especially when we go over to the, the darker side of the city. I think we need pace in the back four or back to whatever you want to call it nowadays. That's my point tonight, guys. I'm not going to mention anybody else tonight. <laughs> Are you sure? You can bring it up if you want, Jim. And I, by oh, the way, for next week, see how it goes, mate. By, by the way, there was a wee rumour going about that he was linked for the side for the, the club for the other side of the city. By the way, but but I, I don't want to break your heart. I don't want to break your heart. But James, on Jim's points there, right? Now I had completely and totally forgot about Rabbi Matondo. Right, um, but the way that that Clement likes to play, the way that he sets up, and from what we've seen for Rabi before he went out injured, that's actually a, a really exciting re-addition. Again, it'll be hopeful. It'll be like a new a new signing uh, coming into the the team because he does pace puts the frighteners up any team. It doesn't matter who it is, and he is good. And under a manager like uh, Clement, I can see him using uh, um, his strengths, i.e. Get the boy at the top and let him run onto things instead of this having them trapped deep and then having to run twenty yards to try and take people on and stuff like that. Hopefully, this manager will use him, um, his strengths, um, because he can offer something. He was like, I put him in the same kind of mold as fashion. The speed and stuff like that offer uh, fashion would obviously put the uh, the frighteners up any team, and I think obviously under Clement, he will come on um, and hopefully does a job. I think. Jim, actually, another point on Matondo. I think we have seen that Matondo is clearly a confidence player. Um, 100% is a confidence player, Jim. I think we what we kind of know now about Clement's man management style as well, that's only going to benefit the, the, the young guy. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. When you listen to the guy talking, is He's nobody's mug, you know. The press, he's got the press in his pocket already, in my opinion, right? He just, he just tells him what he wants to say, and he's good. And he's what he's saying is Rangers have got to win every game. He's saying it, he doesn't accept saying best. And I just think there's some in Matondo, and I think these guys now there's a chance 
Which they might not have been getting earlier. I thought it was getting coached. I think they're actually going to get coached now. And I think, and I'm going to say another thing as well, watching the game during the week, and again, people can shoot me doing. I don't mind that at all. I actually saw Scott Wright looked the far right, and <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever say that. I really didn't. I thought Scott Wright looked the far as well. And I think it's just doing the, I think Kerr touched on it earlier, man management, talking to players the right way, maybe making them feel better about themselves, about whatever, maybe putting an arm around them and saying, listen, son, you're a decent player. Go and put that blue jersey on and prove it. I think there's a lot, and that's how I brought back the kind of discipline thing about the managers in charge now. That's the thing that I see the managers in charge now, and he knows how to deal with the press. I would love Chris Sun or some idiot like that to say, because I think this guy would just have that finished. You know what I mean? I just think I like Clermont. Um, I'm trying to say that name right, probably a country kirky, but anyway, <laughs> I just think the manager has got some, and I don't see that lately. I think he's excellent. Listen, um, I used to I used I to think drive Hadji buses. Could be the difference as well. I really do. I think Hadji could be because the boys are good. I, I, I'll say this right now, Jim. I used to drive buses in Kirky, right? And I know those posh bits. And you sound like a guy that comes for the posh bit. That's all I'm saying. That's that's because the bear's brought me. <laughs> 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 um, my, my dad used to put an arm around me, mate, and go like, go to the Kirky Rangers Club every Saturday, and you'll be fine, son. Ah, oh, see, at least he knew he was doing. Um, I was going to make a joke about my dad there, but I know that he watches this, and, that, and the joke I was going to make wasn't going to be very nice, so I'm not going to bother. Um, here on on Jim's point about Hadji, I'm not sure if we have the option um, to recall him in January. Um, but if we did, would you, would you? Think would you do it? Would Clement do it? Um, and would Hadji kind of thrive in this Clement team? I think he maybe thrive, Martin, because I think Clement could get him playing the way he wants him to play. But I don't know if Hadji would want to come back first and foremost. And I don't think we have got. Oh, he I think it's a case of he's there for the season, is it? Until the end of the season, then we can we can take him back. That's what I've read. I, I could I could be wrong. So if I'm, if I'm wrong. Somebody tell me, obviously, somebody in the chat will know before I do, but I think with players like Cantwell, you've got Seema, well, you know Seema, you've got uh, thing like Lammers there. So I think bringing Hadji back, don't too many for the one position, because I think he's trying to find that. You've also got Sifente still like coming to the side who's been struggling, so you hopefully he can come through because it costs a bit of money. And I just think the manager's giving them all instruction. They all know their jobs. I mean, Matondo, listen, I'm not going to hang my hat Matondo because I still think he's not that great but I hope he proves me wrong but I think if he does come back he's going to have to work like Seema does because you see when Seema started he was, everybody thought oh, he looks awful but the last couple of games he's, he's scored a lot of goals but his work rate's phenomenal and he comes back and defends, he helps out the full back really well Do you not think Matondo started doing that as well? I don't know I, I, I don't know Martin I think we'd have to see more of him Listen, I hope he comes back because he's got the pace and he can finish Matondo. But he's been here a while and we don't see much, a lot from him, so I don't know what I don't know what to expect. But if he does come back in, he's going to have to play a certain way because I think the manager does go out and give players instructions. That's your area of the park. If the ball's in that, you're the man to win it. Instead of just saying, go out and play, basically, you've got a few role. I think they've all been told what to do and what not to do. I think that's why we're looking more like a team because they do have instructions, personal instructions and team instructions. And I think it's just small things like that has given them a more confident way of playing. Morale's been a lot better. You've seen it all night. We know Ryan Jack usually does it when when tapping up a few times. Ryan Jack's behind him mm-hmm. in case the ball goes over. I mean, Ryan's always done that. 
but it's getting on my shoulders and Ryan's not there to do that. Safentes was doing it, he was trying, but he was getting caught out at one point when he was playing. He was further ahead in Tav, so when the ball did go over, neither of the two of them were there. Whereas Ryan Jack was clever enough to think, well, if he goes, I stay. So I think it's just it's just wee things like that, but the wee things can help your team get your results and push you forward. So I think the manager's experience, listen, Clement was a very good footballer as well. We forget that, how good a footballer he was, and but he's been a really good manager. And we're probably going to sit here, hopefully in a year's time, and say, we're lucky enough to have this guy because he comes across as that type of person. But I will put a handbrake on and say, I was still taking a game at a time. I don't want to get my fingers burnt just yet. Oh, I'm happy for my fingers to burn off. Um, Jim, before I let you go, I need to ask you, obviously, about Sunday. Um, what's your thoughts um, ahead of that? Are you expecting a, a, a massive difference um, from the game last week against Hearts? I'm just seeing the, the, the same attitude. I think it's just, see when they play with a bit of pace, they'll beat MD. They'll beat MD. As I said, the only thing for me moving on is the pace at the back. But for Sunday, if Rangers play, they win the game. I don't care what MD says. If Rangers play well, they'll win the game. And if they don't play well, they don't deserve to win the game. That's the way I look at things. But I think one thing, as I said earlier, the manager will do everything his power to make sure they play well because he's telling them to play. And that's going back slightly there. You're talking about Lundstrom and all that. They've got to do what they're told. See if, this, if they don't do what they're told with this manager, just watch these press conferences. They'll not be there. It's quite simple. Go and, you, go and wear that jersey with pride. Go and do your job or you'll not be here. And that's what we've badly needed. Cares right, cares right, early days. But that's what I, that's the impression I'm getting for the manager now. So if they do their job on Sunday, they'll win the game. 100%. 100% agree with you. Um, Jim, as ever, thank you so, so much for the call. Um, I don't even have to tell you to phone back in because I know you will because you always do. Um, great points made. And folks, that's how easy it is. 01416287237. We'll try and squeeze in one more quick call um, before my producer has a hissy fit because um, he's got a flight booked to Turkey, I'm sure. Um, so 01416287237. You get yourself the last person on the show um, 01416287237, you must all surely know the number um, by now. One thing that's slightly worrying me, James, and I know it's the same for both teams, I get all that, right? But the pitch can be known as a leveller. Um, we are expecting horrendous weather over the weekend. Um, and of course, we are playing on the Sunday. Um, is it Hibs and Aberdeen are playing on the Saturday? Um, any worry for you at all? At all, at all, um, about the pitch. Nah, none at all, mate. They said that they've got it sorted now, haven't they? I think the last, <laughs> couple of on it. last couple of games I've seen on it, it doesn't look as if it's tearing up as much. So for me, we can't be using mate the park as an um, as an excuse you now. So we just need to go. And as Jim says, we play, we play uh, the right way. We we'll walk right at the top of hearts. I've got, I've got no worries for uh, for Sunday now, mate. Any surprise in team selection care for Sunday? Um, I'm thinking Balogun. Uh, that wouldn't be a surprise, but you know what I mean? Will we see the likes of uh, uh, Leon and, uh, on on Sunday? Dessers, after getting his goal, could we see the manager bringing in Dessers to start over Danilo? What's the midfield going to look like? Is it Sima? Is Cantwell going to come back in? Ooh, tell me. Ooh, uh, Ooh. He's, the more the players come back, the better options he has, Martin. But listen, the team I played the other night, 
Some most of them will be given a chance to redeem themselves for Ryan Jack play. That's a big one for me with Ryan Jack play. Because he doesn't usually play two in a row, does he? But I would start Ryan Jack on Sunday. I think him and can't well, him and Lundstrom done all right, and I think starting him, I know a lot of folk don't, but with the put the four thinking pose we've got in front of him, I think we need probably two of them. Uh, but you just never know. I would play Campbell, so that would mean leaving maybe leaving Lammers out unless you put one of them out wide and drop Scott Wright. But I don't know where we'll go. See my starts. Danilo starts for me. I don't know Des or Scott, but Danilo has to. You have to start with Danilo. Like I said earlier, he's he's still getting in the position for the chances. He's maybe should have took more. As James was saying in the chat, he was happy. happy never scored four or five, even though he only get one. But listen, he's getting in the, it's getting in the positions. If he's not getting in the positions. That worries me, but he's getting the positions and he's he's still looking for even after he, after he misses, he's still looking for another one. So to me, that's a good sign, a good striker, and he's confident in himself about scoring. The back four should probably be the back. It started the game on Wednesday. I'll go with Redvan and Balligan, Golson and Tarvitz. It's middle of the park. Would, would you go? Sorry, Kerr. Would you go with Balligan if Davies is seventy thirty fit? Would you, would you still start Balligan? I still start Balligan just because he's a wee bit of height about him. He's got a bit more pace, and I think we hearts know we probably know they can pony red van because of the height difference with him. So I think playing Balligan there's a wee bit of safety in it. You can maybe push red van a bit forward, and also Looney can come back. You can make it a back three at times. And like I said, Leon's played that left back outside, so he can he knows how to handle the game. Plus, it's a big part, so you need these pace as well. I think if you play with we can play, we win the game. But you don't want to be, don't want to be taking it in a dogfight with hearts because that's when you bring it down to their level. And we know we're saying on up front, we've got, some, we've got a guy who only needs a chance they can put it in the back of the net. So it'll be a difficult game, so we have to start fresh. But like the manager said, it doesn't matter who we're playing, it doesn't matter the occasion. He just wants us to get the win. So I think the players know what they're going to do on Sunday, and I think they will win. But it will be hard on a lot of people that speak. I don't think 4-0. I think it might be 2-1 or 3-1, but I think we'll win. Can I just say, James, there was one line, and I've read the press conference while you were talking, right, because I can multitask. Right. Um, there was one line for the manager that I really, really, really liked. Um, and it was, I want my team to be motivated for everything, regardless of the trophy or the occasion. Um, they must be like this every day and show the best of themselves. Alluding to the fact that, obviously, he was asked, oh, the players be more motivated because, obviously, there's a chance to get um, to a final. And rather than, you know, the traditional manager answer of, yeah, they might be a bit more up, upbeat, you know, um, trying a bit harder in training. Our managers, no, I want them like that for every game. No, that's the way you should be playing for Rangers, mate. You shouldn't need any motivation to be playing for your club. As soon as you pull that top on, mate, it should be, I'm going to get the win. I am a winner. Walter Smith said it perfectly. The only time that you the second best will ever be good enough for you is when you put yourself second best. I mean, you put. I mean, you start playing for Rangers. Everything's first, second's nothing. So there's no motivating uh, needed, mate, for me. This is a, a a a club that was built on winning things, and this is what I think the managers knew starting to install in these players. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, Kerr, do you want to go for another wee five minutes, or have you have you get something on? No, I'll just. Texting the wife in the stairs to say I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if I get taking the plums, it's your fault. Aye, hundred percent. I will. Well, in fact, no, no, mate, I mean, no, no. Uh, thanks, everybody. 
he was asked about injuries, um, and obviously he spoke about John Suter, Kemar Roof, Rabbi Matondo, and Raskin are obviously all unavailable for selection. Yeah. Um, listen, we've had this discussion a thousand times, um, which I suppose actually means that Ben Davies will be in contention for the game. Um, but that's John Suter still injured. Listen, he's another player when you and me signed, you've always that at risk. John's had a lot of injuries throughout his career. So when you sign guys, Martin, the injury issue, injury in their career, you just hope it doesn't come back up when you sign them. But we've signed far too many players on the back injuries. I think it's because we think if he can keep them fit, they'll be quality, they'll be a good player for us. But we don't get that luck, Martin. We always sign guys who are good players injured. We get a few games for them and they seem to just break down, don't they? I don't even know what happened to John, because uh, he was playing with us, he was playing with Scotland, and he just suddenly broke down, so I don't even know what's happened to him, so let's me all know how good John Shooter can be, but he, he can't be a consistent player at Rangers if he's playing a few games, and then a slight muscle strain, and then maybe missing a few, and then he can't expect to constantly walk back into the team if he's in and out all the time, and Guy, he might not like that, but you can't expect that if you're in and out because injured. No, you can't. And, and just finally then, James, um, I know that we discussed earlier, and I think one of the callers said, I think it was David that said it as well, um, we have seen goals come from all over the team. Um, you know, Lammers, Dessers, Jima, um, Tav. So they're coming from all different areas of the team. But for me, Danilo just makes, and look, the guy cost a lot of money, you know, but he makes such a difference. And I think he will be. I was I was having a bit of a laugh when I said Bodes or stuff. I was actually just trying to get some folk to to you know the way that other phone ins do it, where they talk nonsense to get folk to phone in. That's what I was trying to do, right? Um, but Danilo just makes a, a massive difference in his all round play for us, and his ability to score goals is brilliant. Yep, aye, for me, mate, I, I totally agree. It's down to he's actually making the goalie work. Instead of at falling a striker and it's getting blasted early bar or it's not even getting on target or whatever. So for me, and as Kerr says, he's getting into the right positions. He's making the goalie work, but he's also taking the chances as, um, as well. The goal he scored um, on Wednesday night was just was was outstanding for me. I thought that was Bertrand Lammers' goal, just for the, the way that we built that up. Um, the quick passing in and out. Dundee couldn't live with us. And that's what we need to start doing more now. You play that quick football, get it into uh, the wee man, and he will. He will be that 20 to 25 goal a striker uh, season goal scorer that we have been screaming out now for. Do I, do I, do I try and say that again the right oh, way? I'm breaking the teeth in for the dog tonight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he will be that 25 goal scorer a season. That we oh, you messed it up again. You've met, he'll be that 25 goal a season striker. Aye, whatever. Well, he'll be the goal scorer, right? That gets us 25 goals. There, <laughs> oh, uh, and listen, see the amount of goals he's going to score in the third half, it's going to be tremendous. So, I don't know who you're laughing at, Scott Kerr. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, we will be back on Sunday at quarter past two for build up, as we always are for the before Rangers games, and then of course, we will have reaction as well straight after the game as well. So, make sure, folks, that you're subscribed on YouTube with the notification bell switched on so you know exactly what time our podcasts um, are starting at. Follow us on all the socials. Help us build up that social media following. And, of course, you can help support us by 
becoming a member and joining the channel, which you can do with the link in the description or the rejoin button just below the window if you're watching on PC. Or, of course, if you sometimes need a wee flight, a wee trip away to be able to watch some Rangers games, which I know a few um, people do, um, then um, the best way to do that, and it's cheaper than getting a flight, is to join NordVPN. And if you use the link in the description, you can get 63% off a two-year deal um, and other deals as well um, with Nord. And if you use that link, then you also help support the podcast as well. Um, Scott Kerr, thank you very much. No problem, Martin. Nice to be on again. I feel like I'm around for a while, so it's good to be back. You can tell Anne-Marie that you're now finished and that I apologise. <laughs> Um, well, give me a postcode. <laughs> um, James, thank you very much. Pleasure as always, mate. Um, thank you to everybody watching, everybody who phoned in, um, everybody who commented, the super chats, the members. It's just and and I never ever take any of it for granted. It's phenomenal support we get, and, and I appreciate every single bit of it. So thank you for tuning in, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I'm always looking for constructive criticism. Um, there's some criticism I get where I go, you know, a Rangers supporter, um, but I do like constructive criticism. Parts of the show you like, what you would like to see more of, get it all in the comments of the videos. I do read all the comments. I don't always have time to respond, but I do read them. Um, so please get that in there. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all um, on Sunday. So have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll speak to you soon. Podcast Network.